everyone, you're listening to Kathy here from Geek Girl Meetup UK and it's time for the third episode of Geek Girl Meets where we sit down with interesting women in tech to find out more about their careers in order to inspire you on what you might want to do in the future. Today I am delighted to be joined by one of my fellow geek girl runners who is joining me for the Hackney Half on May the 8th. By the way, still looking for some runners, if you want to get involved, give us a message. Now, Rosario Garcia de Zuniga. That's, close, that's close, a great... <laughs> um, yeah, we've just, we just spent like a couple of minutes talking about how I should best pronounce Rosario's name, so apologies if that was not so great. No, Rosario, that was perfect. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Rosario Garcia de Zuniga. It's very complicated, even for Spanish people, so don't worry. Uh, so, Rosario is the CTO of a startup called Headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get started with the proper interview, just tell us a little bit about what Headliner does. So, Headliner is a marketplace for booking live musicians for private events, um, mainly weddings, birthday parties, um, tons of corporate events. So, we've worked with Facebook and Twitter uh, for the Christmas and summer parties. Um, which we actually went to and enjoy a little bit as well. That's good for networking. Yeah, it was really good. (laughs) So not only, you know, like meet cool people, you also enjoy live music. Um, And the idea came from my co-founders. They've worked in the music industry for a long time and they got married and they were like, everybody's like, oh, you're going to have the best band. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, we work with emerging musicians, so... We're not going to find a band that my granny wants to dance to. Um, and they saw there was, a, you know, like a hole in the market and, and they went for it. And that's how, how I met them. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. So before we find out more about how you became a CTO, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you were growing up? That is a really good question. Um, it's weird because I always wanted to be an engineer. And that came from my dad. So uh, my dad's um, industrial engineer. He was working in like the electrical company for like his entire life, and he's been always been my like my role model. But then I changed, and I was like, oh, I want to do chemistry. Like my mom, like my entire family's in science, and I was like, oh, I want to do like potions. Um, and then I discovered music, and I, when I was eight, I told my mom, like, I want to be a pianist, and my mom was like, Are you crazy? I was like. Well, yeah, I am, but I really want to be a pianist. And she's like, we don't have a space for our piano at home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We live in a massive house. Um, it's too difficult, too difficult. So I went back to my original idea of being an engineer. Then I discovered computer games. Um, I was like, I want to build this. I want to know how to build this thing. Um, and that's how I decided to go and study computer science um, at the University of Seville. Wow, okay. So yeah. that kind of brings us on to next question, which yeah. is basically, you know, how do you go from wanting to be an engineer, great, so it's yeah. kind of in keeping with kind of where you are now, yeah. into ending up as a CTO at a startup? So, like I said, like always being into computers, like playing. Um, my dad was always like really challenging. Like um, we would have like, my my hobby would be like, solving mathematical problems with my dad like I actually enjoyed doing my homework like I've never heard of anybody <laughs> enjoying that but I actually really did um, and he would come with like more difficult mathematical problems and puzzles and stuff like that so I would spend like tons of time doing that then I discovered actually you can write programs to 
to solve those problems for you. <laughs> um, so when I was at school, I picked science, um, the science route, um, which was like, I went to like an only girls school and we were literally seven people that chose like the technology uh, branch of science. It wasn't very, it wasn't very big. Um, and then, yeah, and then I went to university. It was really weird because I went from an only girls school to literally being one woman in a hundred classroom full of boys. Um, it was really cool. Um, and then, uh, so I did my bachelor's degree there for three years. Um, usually in Spain for some reason, we love to party and people try like tend to take a bit longer. I was like, no, I'm, I'm finishing this in three years yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do my, my, my work. Um, and I started start, uh, working at the university as well uh, on my last year okay. for my project. And I was working in the research facilities that they, they had there, um, working, like doing programming in PHP. And that's how I got into PHP. And then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go and like finish my master. So in Spain, you can, you can either go for the master or you go for the bachelor and then the master and then the PhD. Um, and when I was in my first year of the master, um, funny, the boyfriend I had at the time was like, I'm moving to London. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> He's like, do you want to come? He was going to work at Yahoo. And I was like, dude, I just finished. Like, this is my first, work, my, my first job. Yeah. What am I going to do? Like in London, like my English is terrible. Um, it's like, no, 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 you should come. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to London. I am going to learn English. Um, so I managed to basically uh, transfer my master to do it in the European University from Spain. And I'm going to find a job in London. And it was really hard. <laughs> it was incredibly hard. So I was 20, 21. So I was like, yeah, eight years ago, and yeah, like, it took me forever, so it was in 2008, yeah. um, when, you know, like, the credit crunch happened, and, like, tons of people were, like, laid off their jobs, so, it, they, like, the competition was massive, right, because you had, like, all these really well, you know, like, experienced people looking for jobs, and then you had the Spanish girl that doesn't speak very well English <laughs> trying to go for the same jobs. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, Sounds like it should have been a comedy or something. Yeah, yeah. Like when I look back, it's like, yeah, I, I have no idea how I did that. Yeah. Um, but I managed to, you know, like started looking for jobs again. Um, funny enough, I found my job through Gumtree. Like, because why not in a startup? So... Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was like, I was desperate to, to find a job. Um, and I would get really like nervous on the phone because like literally my English was like not there. Like I came with, so that's like a m bigger barrier to enter, right? Like somebody calls you on the phone to ask you about your background and you can't even like articulate a single word. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. So what I did is like, okay, I'm not going to use the phone. So I'm going to email everybody. So I wrote a script. Um, to scrape all the good jobs in Gumtree. And I found Mendeley, which is the, the company that I used to work for uh, before starting Headliner. And it was so funny because she, like Cindy, a good friend of mine, she was the HR person. She's like, 
so when can you come uh, to do an interview? And I was like, mm, tomorrow, it's fine. They thought I was a man. So when they, <laughs> when they opened the door and they saw like this girl's like, who are you? So I'm, come, I'm here for the interview. And I was like, oh, all right. Because like my name in Italian is, is for men and there's not that many developers. And so the people interviewing me, they were like, kind of like off guard. I was like, okay, so, okay, we have a woman, great. Um, I got the job <laughs> and they were good. really happy. It was really good. Um, and I was one of the first engineers there. So we were, when I joined, I think there was like six engineers. Um, yeah, and it, it was amazing. So we, so I joined the web team. Uh, we were doing like everything, front end, back end, um, Just for context, yeah. what does Mendeley do? Oh, sorry. So Mendeley is a social network for researchers where you can... So there's a desktop application where you can manage your research papers and you can also share them with uh, your research group without having to have everybody pay for them. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. Um, and I was there for like five years and my job changed so much all of a sudden I learned how to speak proper English um, and understand everybody um, and I started you know getting myself more into the back-end development uh, of services which I loved and ended up leading the API development team which was like my it's, you know it's not something that I was looking for but it came to me and I was like I absolutely love this it's incredible um, really got into APIs um, and we opened the API to third-party developers and that was amazing as well because all of a sudden you had like all these developers wanting to build things on top of your platform and I love I love the social interaction as well so I'm a developer and you know there's these stereotypes like oh they're like really introverted and they don't like socializing so I actually not that kind so talking to all the people like external people was amazing and we would get like tons of feedback and like the rapid development of that it was insane um and then I ended up leading the, the web team there um uh, six engineers and that was like yeah when it was my fifth year at Mendeley and then at that point um you know like the company got really big um we got acquired uh by a publishing group called Elsevier and at that point you know the, the company changed so much from a very little startup where everybody was friends with everybody and yeah. it was kind of like a little family to this massive successful company that I felt you know I need a change and I want to get the first years of Mendeley back so how can I do that um, and at the same time um you know, the whole I want to be a musician was there. So music is real, my real passion. Like, at that point, at that point, I was like, okay, I need, I need a change. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna quit computers altogether. <laughs> I'm gonna focus on create a music career, and that was absolutely mental because you know when you're 27 or 26, um, you, you can't just like do that, or, or you can. I mean, I, I absolutely. Um, look up to people that decide to like I'm just gonna break my entire life and do what I really love um, but that's difficult when you have to pay a rent in London and yeah so but that was in my mind 
And the way that I found my co-founders for Headliner was completely random. Um, my boyfriend sent me a the job spec that somebody sent to him for a completely different reason. And he's like, you know, like, I know that you really want to quit computers now and, like, focus on music and yoga, um, but look, look at this job spec because it's literally your CV written down. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll look at it. And it's music. And it was for my... My co-founders have another company uh, called Bandwagon, and they were looking for a technical lead. Um, I think it was like CTO. I was like, okay. My co-founder, Maria, hates this story that I tell because um, what happened was that the the job spec was in workingstartups.com. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to apply for it. It it was amazing, right? Like, it was was literally like my boyfriend says, like, your entire CV is written in a web page for a CTO position. I was like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I've been leading technical development teams, but I don't know, like, getting into, like... A project that I don't know, like I've never, like I've never really taken on my own something like that. But even even so, I I was going to apply and working in startups at the time. I don't know if it's uh, it's been fixed since then. Um, but you know, like professional, uh, <laughs> I'm really picky with these things. To apply for the job, I had to sign up with my LinkedIn account, and that's well and good. So I did the single sign-on, and it's like, where's my CV? Why haven't you pulled all the data from LinkedIn to work in a startup? So I had to write the entire thing again to apply for the job. And it's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I am not doing this. So I found Maria's email address somewhere on Twitter, I think. So I did a, do, a little bit of due diligence, like who are the people behind this company? Yeah. Found her email address. I was like, I'm going to send her a really nice email you know, with my CV, my PDF CV. She never replied. And I was like, I was kind of like bummed. It's like, dude, it's like my entire CV. Why haven't got a reply from this? Like my boyfriend's like, could you please stop being an idiot and just like write your CV on work in the startups and apply for it? I was like, oh, fine. It took me actually five minutes. <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. But I'm just really picky with these things. Yeah. Um, it's like, there's an API. I just pulled the data. But anyways, I... I finally applied for it, and literally two hours later, I got an email from Stan, who was the CEO, who's the CEO, and he's like, "When can we meet? Like, we need to meet like now." I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's meet." Um, and we met, and he was telling me a bit about Bandwagon, but he's like, "I have this. We had this other idea that we want to start from scratch." Um, and in the previous company, we didn't have a technical co-founder, and we think that we need something. Like, we need somebody with those skills from the beginning. Would you be up for it? And at that point, you know, when, I, when you're like, yeah, I'm just going to throw away my life, you know, um, but try to become a musician, uh, why not? Um, I was super scared because, like, I've never... I, like, I've worked on my own projects and stuff, but, like, there's a lot of responsibility in building a product from scratch yeah. on your own when you don't have a team of other people to bounce off ideas. Um, but I said, like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do it. What What is it there for me to lose other than, you know, destroying their dream <laughs> of building a cool company? Um, and we've been running, we've been running for... Uh, so we met almost two years ago and we've been running it for a year 
more or less. But now it's taking off. So, and now I'm actually hiring my first developer, which is amazing. So that's quite a journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. You've got five years' experience of working within a growing startup. Yeah, from start to finish. Which, which then yeah. successfully exits, and then you decide, I want to get those best years back. Yeah. Back to the beginning and start something new. Yeah. Very, very cool. So what would you, what would your kind of like top piece of advice be for, for anyone who might be in a similar position actually because obviously we're, we're now in a great place in London where we do have quite a lot kind of big tech success startup stories yeah. who are scaling and may have been acquired or something if there's anyone yeah. that's been there and they feel kind of like their their role may have got a little bit stale they want to try and do something new what's the the best piece of advice you could give them just do it like seriously don't be afraid of like put your life upside down if it's needed I mean, it, it really takes a, a certain type of person to do it. Um, but if, if, if the seed is there, you just need to do it. You just need to do it. And yeah, it's a massive risk. But, you know, the rewards is just incredible. Like, like and very little things, right? Like when we first launched the, the first version of the product, it wasn't polished. It wasn't... But it was great. Like, like building something from scratch with a team of people, like we're three people with very different skills, all of us, that we pull together and you create this amazing thing, or we think it's amazing, we'll see <laughs> if it actually ends up because it's really early days. But I think it's not, don't be afraid. Like fear gets in the way of everything mm -hmm. and not having fear will get you really, really far. Okay. And yeah, and if, and if you are afraid, find somebody that pushes you to do it because that is that's what worked for me but if the seats is there then you're a long way through yeah, yeah. cool and just kind of talking more specifically about the roles obviously you, you've got the five years experience working at Mendeley now you're kind of CTO yeah. when you're in obviously you've got your first hire which is fantastic yeah what do you think the core skills are or attributes that you might need kind of maybe personality wise in order to kind of to be a CTO to be a CTO or a founder um, okay so I think to be a CTO specifically um, you need to you need to know technology but you need to know technology from the ground up it's not it's not just enough to to know oh yeah there's this type of um, language and not, no, you need to have done it before you need to know how to program um, in any language and to be honest once you know one you can learn any other um, a good example of that is I did uh, five years of PHP at Mendeley and when I decided to start headline I was like I'm not doing PHP anymore I'm going to do Python and I'm going to learn Python and I don't regret my decision um, so you need you need to have that uh, I don't think you need to, um, you know, study computer science. It helps. Uh, it helps to the way of thinking, the, the the logic, the mathematics. Like I did some many maths and physics, and that's actually helped um, that. But I don't think it's it's required. Uh, but if you know how to program, if you built products before, that is that I think is essential. Uh, and if you don't, then make sure that you hire somebody that can do it. <laughs> because if you 
you know, like we didn't have money, so we needed somebody that, that could do it. Yeah. Um, and in terms of personality, I mean, if you're if you're a solo founder, then you have to have all attributes in one person. Um, I'm not good at pitching and I'm not good at public speaking, so my co-founders do that. Um, but it helps that like, if you're a little bit extra, not like not extroverted, but like again, like not having fear of talking and like explaining things and yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the exact English word for I it. I guess just that. having confidence. Yeah, it's it's building that confidence yeah. really because like I. Like, I've analysed myself, like, when I started at Mendeley, I wasn't very confident, and that went up. And that, and at that point was when I said, yeah, I can do this. So it's having that confidence, not having fear, um, and building it up, and, and talking to people that will build that confidence for you. It's not that you, you need people telling you, oh, you're amazing, and you're great, but it helps. It helps if somebody believes in you, because I've had many doubts, and when I started, I was like... When I quit my job and I started working on headlines, I was like, what have I done? This is not going to go well. But it actually did. It actually did. And once you start doing it, you realise that, you know, why, why was I being so, you know, overanalyzing things? You just go and do it and you learn it. I've learned so much. I, like, I didn't know everything I needed to know to build this, but you learn. Because you have the interest, you have the motivation to do it. Um, yeah, it's just that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for anyone who is further along in their career and does want to make a change and is looking at becoming a developer or anything, yeah, yeah. what would you? I know you just said obviously you don't have to have a computer science degree. Obviously, yeah. if you did, fantastic. But if you are further along, what would be the best way in which someone could start um, learning? code there's many online like things you can do obviously the best thing is just go read the documentation <laughs> and um you'll figure it out no but um that can be a bit daunting but there's um there's like tons of online places where you can like if, if you, obviously you, you could go to general assembly and do a course but like that can be expensive and you think oh maybe I don't like it um, and then I spend all this money but there's like Code Academy I think um, is pretty good to like get a you know like a feel of what is um, programming and, and how to do it and I think there's other free you know initiatives I, I would love to teach so if in Geek Girl Meetup we want to do workshops like there's tons of workshops out there um, and you yeah you can teach we were uh, at Mendeley we did um, like once a month we had a hack day yeah so where people could just like work on whatever the hell they wanted and one of the one of the hacks was teaching people in the company that didn't know how to program like really basic programming and it was really good so I would say look for free alternative like free options free workshops um, like Pi Ladies, they um, is a meetup for Python developers, and they do like workshops for people, like for girls and and women um, that haven't done programming before, and you know like there's different levels, 
um, by Code Academy. Like my co-founder is actually learning how to code now. Oh, cool. okay. He's he's like, oh, I'm gonna be committing by March to production. It's like we'll, we'll see about that. But um, <laughs> but he's learning, he's learning, and and he's really enjoying it. And he's never done like coding before. Um, yeah, like just just try it. It's really fun. Like when once you start solving really difficult problems, it's amazing. Obviously, find a problem that you want to solve rather than you know anything yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah like on there's tons of online online courses so cool. and if if you get really into it then just look for something more professional and and if you like it's difficult right because especially in london uh you want to make a career change but you are living certain ways so it's not like you can just go and take an internship somewhere mm-hmm. because it's difficult like i've been there and you need to pay your bills and you also want to have a social life where you can go and have a drink from time to time. But that's also an option, right? Like you could get an internship somewhere where they will teach you and, and startups. For example, I, I don't take um, junior developers just because I don't have time. Um, but once the, the team is bigger, I'm happy to take on, you know, if you're, if you're a clever person and you're interested, um, it's, it's really good. So but I would say just do it. Like, that's always my motto. Just always. do it. it. Yeah. You're Nike. Yeah, I'm Nike. <laughs> no, but it is true, though. You just need to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. So, a couple more questions. So, yeah. who, who's been, like, a big inspiration for you growing up? So, you know, with the fear of sounding really cheesy, my parents. Like That's not cheesy. I don't know. No, no, seriously. Uh, my mum... So my parents are in their nearly 70s and we come from a really Catholic, um, traditional uh, family. I was, was going to say company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really traditional company. No, really traditional family. And uh, my parents are not very religious, but my, my, my grandparents were. And at the time, you know, like females, like oh, you know, you need to get a nice husband and you get married and then you have your life solved. And my mom was like, no way. <laughs> my mom was like, I am going to be an independent person. And my parents have been together since they were 13. So they, like, they've been together their entire life. But she's always been really independent. And she was very clear, you know, to tell me, you need to be independent. You don't need anybody Um to be your own person um, and she believed that so much that when I was 13 my my dad got a promotion to um, in, in his company but he, they had to move to another city and and I was like I don't want to move and they're like oh, okay well you stay in Seville and we'll come in the weekends and yeah so this is something that not that many people know but now everybody will know but um, yeah when I was 13 my parents decided they needed to move to another city so I stayed with my brother who is eight years older than me and I just stay in Seville so I've been like forced to be independent <laughs> since I was 13 wow. obviously they, they provided for us and you know I had family around but and and that actually helped me to survive in London with very little money mm-hmm. um, and obviously the whole emotional roller coaster of you know not knowing how to speak English having to move because um at some point I, I broke up with my boyfriend and moved on my, on my own and it was really hard but like my mom she's being like 
you need to be your own person. You need to be independent. You don't need anybody. So that and my dad, he's like one of the most intelligent people I know. And I just look out to, to them a lot. Um, and in terms of more famous people <laughs> that I look up to, um, uh, the you know there's this guy called uh, Derek Sivers. Um, I think he's amazing. So he was a musician, and then he did CD Baby. Um, so he went from a musician. He learned to code. He then created this website where he started selling his CDs. Um, and then everybody was like, oh, can you also sell my CDs? And he like he made this amazing thing that is not very known for some reason. He yeah. has a really cool blog. Um, and then he sold the company for like, I don't know, like tons of millions. And now he lives in New Zealand writing books about entrepreneurship and music. And it's a nice life. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so, um, and the most recent one, uh, that I found on uh, A16Z podcast was Melody Hobson, um, who's a investor in aerial investments, who's also married to George Lucas, <laughs> and she's amazing. And she started at the aerial investments uh, as an intern when she was, I think, 22, and she's now the, the president or something like that. So, yeah, like, those two... <laughs> Other than my, other than my parents. <laughs> what are you reading and listening to most days? So you already just mentioned the A sixteen Z podcast, which is really, really, really yeah, good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Anything else that you kind of find yourself looking at most days? Um, most of my information comes from Twitter and people recommending things. Um, but if anybody's looking for like starting a startup, the a startup podcast by Alex Bloomberg. Um, I think it's Gimlet Media, they do, it's really good, really entertaining. Um, Hacker News, um, Reddit News, yeah. I like, I like to see uplifting news <laughs> on Reddit because like the world is so screwed up. <laughs> Sometimes you just need something that's not that screwed up. So uplifting news is really good. Um, but to be honest, like I spend most of my time on Stack Overflow. Um, reading documentation about how to build things um, but yeah A16 said and Gimlin Media they have really good podcasts and Hacker News I started reading Gadget uh, what's it called? Gadget? Gadgets Gadgets yeah, yeah. as well um, yeah and read, like Twitter and Reddit as well okay comes yeah Cool. Right, so we're going to end with one more question. Yep. So obviously we said, you know, biggest piece of advice if you're thinking of kind of moving on from a career that you've been in and, and that was to do a Nike. Just yeah, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Is um, there, what, what other big piece of advice could you give any woman who might be looking at technology as a career path? Just don't be afraid of it. Seriously, it's just like I've, I've seen so many women like, oh, I can't do it, I'm not clever enough. Yes, you are. Stop telling yourself that you can do it. Find a mentor. I'm happy to help out. Like, find somebody that can teach you the basics um, and just, just do it. I'm repeating myself like a broken record, but this, it's just what really worked for me. Um, don't be afraid. If you have the interest, it will be there. Like, obviously, don't, don't try to do it because it's cool. 
<laughs> you know, just because people say it's cool. But um, yeah, just just do it. Come come to gig girl meetups. No, but it is true. Like um, sometimes, you know, listening to inspiring women. Um, not just women, anybody, anybody who's inspiring, like it will inspire you. Um, don't be afraid to talk to them and see, ask for advice, and just. I'm a big, big believer of to get something that you want. You need to have to just do it. Sit down in front of the computer, write the most basic "Hello World" in JavaScript or Python or whatever language, um, and just do it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just a broken record. No, I like it, I like it, it's good. Uh, Rosario and I also offer a run after recording this podcast for training, so just do it! Yeah, we pretty much. a lot as we're running around. Yeah, that's, that's how I went on to the half marathon thing. I saw it on your Facebook, I was like, um, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and I bought it, and I, don't, I didn't know how to run more than, you know half an hour but now I can run 15 at so least you're at half an hour I can't run five minutes so the half marathon is going to be interesting it's going to be great yeah. uh, how can people get in touch with you or uh, you? tell us your twitter right tweets. so twitter is at phpeach um, that's a great name that came from Mendeley as well um, if not they, they can just email me rosario at headliner.io um, and then I'm, I'm happy to to talk more in depth with, you know, if people have questions about any particular technology thing. But seriously, just go and do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, thank you very much. Oh, for thank you for having me. Guys. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, if you want to stay up to date to all the latest Geek Girl news, you can go to geekgirlmeetup.co.uk and sign up for our newsletter. We are at UK on Twitter and you can follow us on Facebook as well. We do have an event coming up very, very soon and we'll be announcing that in the coming weeks. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on your emails for tickets. And until next time, this has been Geek Girl Meets and I'm Kathy White.